is officially the postseason. Um, we made it into the absolute final day of the season to get a playoff matchups matchup set here. Um, but it happened. We got it. And actually, as we're recording this right now, two games are going on the Bruins and Panthers. They're in intermission right now to Hurricanes and Islanders. They're about halfway through the second period and game one of those respective series. Um, you know, I mean, it's the playoffs, but, you know, I mean, the, really, if you think about it, I mean, all these 16 teams, they're the real losers because, I mean, they're, who, who, want, who wants to go to work for free? Well, you know, they're going to they're going to beat their bodies up to do what when I mean, you could you could be on a vacation right now. Like, I mean, like, say, say you're a Red Wing player, right? It it was beautiful last week here in Michigan. And and this week it's snow. It was 70 degrees over the weekend. It's snowing today. You can be off on a beach somewhere. It's and 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 the Cayman Islands right now. Not, not, not worried about playing hockey. Who wants to go to who wants to go to the rink, you know, in in May? Let me correct one thing that you said. For 15 out of the 16 teams, it won't be worth it, or it'll be a waste of time. Well, yeah, you're right. The, the, the team that does hoist, they'll be like, we're fine without getting paid. But you're, you, you make a valid argument, my friend. Well, you make an argument, my friend. <laughs> right. I'm going to pull the term valid off of it, but you make an argument, my friend. Uh, you know, I mean, j- just to make anyone, if you to make you feel better about your team missing playoffs, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to – we got to – probably once we get into the playoffs, we'll we'll start seeing uh, further along the playoffs. We'll know exactly how over the cap every playoff team is. Uh, well, yeah, right? Uh, what cap? Yeah, Mark Stone healthy again. Hmm, crazy. I know, right? <laughs> the, li- the, the list of guys that are back uh, playing their first game in six, three, four, five, six months, yeah. not surprising. Um, so we're we're gonna we'll, we'll get it, we'll get into the playoff previews and everything, give our predictions in just a few moments here. But a few things across the league went down um, earlier today. Uh, well, now former Calgary Flames general manager Brad uh, Tree Living, he chose to step down. Um, his contract ended after this season. Um, now the Flames did offer him an extension at the beginning of the, of the year. At the same time, to offer uh, Daryl Sutter an extension. Sutter signed his extension. Tree Living decided to hold off. He didn't really want to, and he, and now he's made the decision today that, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna move move on to something else. What that something else will be, we shall see what that will be. But um, obviously, it was it was his choice to uh, to to make that step down. And, and not return to the Calgary Flames as their GM. Now, as, as a GM of the Flames, he took over um, as a GM in uh, 2014. And, I mean, no, notable things he's done. He he drafted Brady Kachuk. He drafted Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, unfortunately, those guys are all gone. But, you know, he, you know, he... Uh, he he orchestrated a deal to bring in Dougie Hamilton when you know what <clears throat> when Dougie Dougie Hamilton was very good for him, but he just Hamilton just didn't want to play in, in Calgary, and he flipped him and turned him and turned Dougie Hamilton and Noah, Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. He also drafted Adam Fox for what it's worth. Now Adam Fox never played a game with the Calgary Flames, but he, he won a Norris Trophy as one of the top defensemen in the NHL for the New York Rangers. So a good draft pick. Yep. Hell of a great draft pick. Um, 
He's also had some blunders th- throughout as well. Um, most notably, the most recent one um, was not trading Giordano um, in, in the bubble year when he when the Flames were out of the playoffs and and everyone knew Gio was going to be gone in the expansion draft coming up that coming up um, that summer when, when the Kraken did end up uh, t- taking Giordano from the Flames. Um, now only time will tell what, what will happen now with this team because you know he gave Huberto the Huberto and um the extension yep. before he played a game and Huberto had the worst the worst point drop off of a player in like 50 years. That's so weird. Yeah. Um it's, and but I mean for 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 all for all the issues, you know, they the Flames had, they finished one point out of the playoffs, which I mean you can you can look at it and say, well, a miss is a miss, or you know, like, like I would say, well, well, I'm sorry, there are two points out of playoff spot. Um, you can either say, well, they missed the playoffs, who cares? Or like, well, you know, they weren't that far off. I mean, they did have, <laughs> I mean, if you, I don't know how you want to quantify the trade between the Panthers and the Flames, but the Flames did finish with the more points than the Panthers did. Um, the Panthers got in the playoffs. So I guess that's the, caveat there but i mean this is a flame team that you know they they you know 18 losses and 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 overtime and shootouts and i'm sorry 17 losses and overtime or shootouts and you figure you you flip four of those around yeah you're in the playoff spot so or you know if you get you get a save early in the year remarkson wasn't very good for them earlier mm-hmm. in the season and you know you have to assume huberto is going to rebound Kadri, after getting off to a good start, really struggled the second half of the season. Well, you know, based on on what you said, and it, you know, when you're running through the the list of of kind of successes, it, it it makes you think that maybe that's part of the reason why where it could be so 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 difficult to to want to sign an extension in Calgary is I bring in Adam Fox refuses to play. I bring in a Kachuk. He says that he's going to be traded. He, he can't, you know, Goudreau says that he's not going to resign. You've yeah. brought in players to create a really good team and you've gotten some players to sign long-term deals and you got Huberto, Huberto to sign his and, yeah. and that, and that's great. But I, I just wonder if as a GM, does it kind of wear yeah. on you a little bit to be like, look, I'm bringing the people here. And this is more frustrating that I can't keep them here because of the location and does he end up, you know, you know, a good team? I, you know, Anaheim just brought in Pat Verbeek, so I, but I don't know if you know San Jose, a, team, a bad team, and maybe a more exotic locale. Do they become more of a? Does he become kind of a front runner for a job in, in one of those situations? Well, um, well, San Jose, they just hired Mike Greer as that's a team right, last year. yeah. So that's, that's right. off yeah. the table. Um, oh, no, another notable player that uh, true living. Uh, drafter for the Flames, Sam Bennett, who is playing very well for the Florida Panthers, and yep. it just didn't work out with him in Calgary. He also drafted Rasmus Anderson and Oliver Shillington and Andrew Majapani, uh, Dylan Dubé. Um, he traded for Tyler Toffoli, who was who had a hell of a season for them. I mean, he's put and and younger players, Matt Coronado, Dustin Wolf, uh, guys who just made their debut for the Flames in their final game of the year against the Sharks. Also, Jacob Pelche. Um and and Connor Zary, a couple um highly touted uh prospects for Calgary. So 
you know, tree living, he definitely is leaving the flames in a better position than what he found him. Yep. You know, he, and it's, you know, whoever takes over for the flames team. I mean, it's now some people will say like, it's, it's hard to get people to go to Calgary because Calgary is not really a destination, but is that at Edmonton, I'm going to tell you right now, Edmonton, Alberta, Alberta isn't a destination either, but Connor McDavid's there. So people want to go there because Connor McDavid's there. You have a chance to win. If you have a chance to win, you'll play anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, normally, I mean, normally I, I agree with that. I just, I mean, come on, pe- people are choosing to go to Cincinnati because of Joe Burrow. Come on. No, you're, you're right. And it, and it's, it's, no, no, no one wants to go to Ohio. You're, you're a hundred percent right. It's just, it's just so funny that that team last year, that coming off the year that they had coming off the individual player success that they had, that they couldn't keep that band together because yeah. there was success there. Um, you know, what, what, what they do? Why am I blanking on what they did in the playoffs last year? They, they lost Oilers in the second round. In the second round. Games. Okay. Um, because, yeah. And because Marsham all of a sudden forgot how to goalie. Yeah, that's 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 okay. That's I mean, Mike Smith didn't exactly play well either, but no. So I I mean, it's you know, the Oilers to to I mean, again, he he broke it down as best he could, and and again, I think there's a, a very real argument that if you to lose uh, Goudreau and Kachuk and still end up with Huberto, uh, Uyghur, and and Kadri, I remember doing the the opening show, and I almost kind of felt like. I mean, there's a potential that they got better because yes, they are worse up front, but Mackenzie Weegers a heck of a defenseman. So yeah. and he and he he got off to a really he he got off to a bad start too. And then he he really he didn't really find his game until around the all-star break. Mackenzie Weeger really really became really got better. And I mean, it's I mean the Calgary Flames, this is this is a this was a season where like you the Flames are literally look at it like we needed we, you know, you get five more saves or you score five more goals. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not, not, not only in the playoffs, but you're, you're flirting with the division title. Yeah. You know, flirt with, flirt with the division win. Um, But, you know, congr- but real quick, I just want to c- congratulate the Calgary Flames for winning the division next year, because uh, since, uh, since the Golden Knights have come into the NHL, the Flames and Knights have alternated the Pacific division title. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They, it's been the, the Back and forth. So uh, congratulations on the 2023-2024 Calgary Flames on winning the Pacific Division. Well, they, they, they're very excited to accept the trophy already. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins, they 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 clean house, um, not voluntarily. Um, Ron Hexall and, and Brian Burke are all out. Uh, Hexall out as a GM, Brian Burks, out as president of hockey operations in Pittsburgh as the Penguins miss playoffs for the first time in 16 years. Their playoff streak comes to an end. Um, this this was kind of a, I don't want to say surprising, but a little surprising that, you know, they, they made the move to, to replace them. Um, the one thing that, that, that was said a lot of about the Pittsburgh Penguins, this is when the season started was if the Pittsburgh Penguins either miss the playoffs or get knocked out of the playoffs early because, because of goaltending again, then they're, then heads are going to roll and they miss the playoffs because they couldn't, 
because because of the goaltending. I mean, yeah. there's other factors as well, but the main factor being Tristan Jari couldn't stay healthy. Um, Casey the Smith is just mediocre. Yeah. You know, and Jari, and even in the games when Jari when Jari was healthy, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that show that show stopping goalie for them. I mean, you Sidney Crosby played 82. He's got got 93 points. And Guinea Malkin played 82 for the first time in a long time that Guinea Malkin played a full season. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and you still, you know, Latang missed time with, with after having a freaking stroke, but he came back and he played well. I mean, he still played 64 games. So, you know, you Gunter yeah. played played 78, Raquel played 82, uh, Zucker played 78. I mean, you your 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 stars played, you know, they're they're not it's not like they're in the Washington Capitals. Well where, their their defense where, where the, the top guys were out. Their defense was pretty beat up. And they also yeah. made the big defense, they made two big trades defensively. They brought him Petrie and they traded John Marino. They traded Mark Matheson. And who else did they bring in? Let's see, the Petrie, Matherson went to uh, Marino, went to the Devils. Who did they get back from New Jersey? Uh, or did they get John Marino back? They got John Marino back, right? John Marino's a penguin. Why am I blanking on this? Yeah, I'm blanking. I'm, 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 I'm of no help. Okay, great. Moral of the story is they they did try to, to juggle their decor up a little bit, and – in addition to the bad goaltending, the the the, the kind of juggled decor did not really come into form the way they wanted it to. So I think that that's another reason why. But you know, you can't. I was surprised when I saw it, but again, the all-knowing Walt provides that little a little additional color that it would be trouble if it was goaltending. And I I think Jari played a little bit. But you know, Jari was was fine. I think when he was in there, but it's what I think he had three different inside of being injured and that's what that's what really kind of killed that their opportunity there yeah i mean it's that's one of the things like you can't and they didn't they didn't it's not like they they, they didn't go out and try to to any obviously they didn't go out to try to adjust or make it or make it and make an adjustment to the goaltending they ran with the same right they took, they took a gamble and ran with the same guys they had uh, hoping tristan jar is going to be healthy yeah Unfortunately, it's a gamble. It's a gamble that you know that they lost. And, you know, and we we saw, we saw it. We saw it here in the two of the three games uh, that they played against Detroit. The wing, the Red Wings won two of them, and one of the games, you know, they they the Penguins blew a four nothing lead. Yeah, you know, and then and then the second game uh, where when when the Wings played them, uh, it was a shootout, and and you know the Wings had a three nothing lead. They gave it up, but the Wings ended up winning. Was it like seven to four? Seven four sounds right to me. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that kind of tells you all you need to know. And also, but also, you know, this team they had their it, they their destiny was in their hands. That two games left against Chicago and Columbus. Though Chicago and Columbus had no interest in winning those games. I that's that's what I think. I mean, honestly, which is weird because that really doesn't fall on the GM. But at the end of the day, it almost felt like that was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chicago didn't want to win that game. Nope. They're not here to win. Nope. <laughs> it was almost like, what are you, what are you doing, Chicago? <laughs> not a chance. Why are you guys winning? Um, 
Well, from the from the Pittsburgh Penguins to to their longtime rival Washington Capitals, Washington Capitals and Pete Laviolette come to a mutual decision to part ways. Uh, for what it sounds like, this was more, this was kind of uh, Laviolette going to the team and and essentially saying it's time for me to move on. Um, now, one one thing about Laviolette is that he's a coach wherever he goes. He's he's that coach that has that the team is immediately energized and fired up when he gets there. But then after the first year or two, the team sort of declines. We saw it in Carolina. He goes into Carolina, takes over. They win the cup. Then they kind of pettered out. Yeah. He, he goes into Nashville. Nashville, Stanley Cup Finals. You know, they win the Western you – know, they, they win the Western Conference. Um they're the best team in the Western Conference the following season. And then we saw the little decline there. He takes over the Capitals after they won the Stanley Cup. And they they treaded water, but now we but the last few years we, we've seen them like re- really kind of uh re- really take that dive. Now, also the Capitals, I mean, no team has more had more man games lost this season to Washington Capitals. Yeah, I that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, I mean, and I, I would have I would have to guess that I, I don't I don't see the Capitals going into a full t- a teardown or, or a rebuild like you know just like I don't see the Penguins kind of doing that either because you still have Ovechkin and Ovechkin while he's doing the chase for Gretzky he the, the Gretzky chase which I mean yeah that that's gonna that's gonna fill your building up every night yeah with that but Ovi he wants to win again he wants to compete he wants to play on a good team and. They have some some pieces are there now. Again, you know, TJ Oshie only played fifty eight games. You know, you didn't have um, you didn't have Nick Batchelor. Nick Batchelor only played thirty nine games. Uh, Carl Carlson got hurt, you know, and he missed a good chunk of the season with his yeah, injury. Yeah, broken skull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um, I apologize for un, for underselling that by just saying. Yeah, he hurt. I, I, I mean, he blocked the showers. <laughs> Back of his head broke yeah. his skull. Which which um I would advise not doing. Yes, I, I think you and I can agree with that. I would, you know, I would say, you know, don't don't do that. Um and and I, I feel like the Anthony Mantha experiment is over in Washington. I think again, because Nets off is done there. They're gonna be looking to move on from those two players this offseason. Um you know, I mean, and Tom Wilson only played 33 games for him and not because he got suspended. Right. A ton, you know, he got hurt. I mean, but so I, is- I can't I can't see. I can't see the Capitals. Throwing in the towel and saying, we're just all right, we're going to tear it down. I can see them trying to go for trying continually trying to go for trying to go for it and be as competitive as possible while so while Ovechkin's there. So here's the problem with with a, a team with an aging team, is that with this with this many injuries that that really kind of hurt their year. You can say, well, you know, if we were healthier, we would have been more successful. The problem is that they're now get everybody's at a year older now, so the likelihood of guys being healthy for the whole year goes down. But now you want to bank on health to hopefully get better. It gets yeah. it gets murky, uh, but they especially on the back end, you know, you trade Orloff and you lose Carlson. Yeah. Two mainstays. I mean, Trevor Van Riemsdyk was playing 20 minutes, 22 minutes a night there. And, and, you know, Nick Jensen and 
guys that are okay to good defensive play or good defensemen in this league are playing, you know, the bulk of the minutes. It's again, it, you, I, I argue that John Hines should get some credit for keeping Nashville in it for as long yeah. as he did. I mean, Washington was in it for really till the final, what, two, three weeks. Yeah. You know, they played a, a game in Pittsburgh on a Saturday and, and nearly came back and won that would have really changed things, but they were, uh, they, they were still at least being met, you know, kind of in that honorable mention area for a good long time. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see where the Capitals decide to go from there. Can um, I just say one thing real fast? Yeah. Petrie and Poling were acquired from Pittsburgh for Michael Matherson. And Ty Smith was traded to Pittsburgh for John Marino. Okay. And on July 16th. Both of those moves were on July 16th. Okay. So th- those were the deals, just so that I can say, just so that I can get those out there. All Please right. continue. Um. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they yeah. fired their head coach, um, Brad Larson, after only two after only two years. He gets the he he gets booted from Columbus, which that one's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, well, I mean, everyone knew the Blue Jackets weren't gonna be good. And and I mean, also, I mean, they 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 lost Zach Rowinski like what 10 minutes into the season. I, I mean, that's really the, where the, the key factor is, is, I mean, <laughs> defensively, who they were praying out there. I mean, I mean, not 10 minutes, but I mean, 13 games, you know, Zach Rensky. <laughs> now, now, granted, I think they were like four and eight when he was in there. So maybe it was a harbinger of things to come. But I just I can't. I, I, I mean, you, you they basically signed Johnny Goudreau to that deal with the expectation that he, they weren't done. He wasn't the final piece of the puzzle. That that just that that he was just the oh, next. Oh yeah, yeah. They they signed they they signed Johnny Gaudreau with with the expectation of getting Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli. Yeah, I I mean, it kind of seemed like that because they've got a they played without even looking. There's a part of me that would be willing to bet a lot of money that the most te- the the team that played the most players this year would be Columbus because they just they brought in a lot of newbies. I think their last game of the regular season, I heard they had four guys play their first career NHL game. (laughs) Yeah. Just to get more names in there. I mean, it was truly crazy. Well, no, there, there, there was that game they played just where, where it was. I I brought it up, I think a a week or two ago when, uh, when it was said that the, the blue jackets lineup had that been a preseason game, that would have been an illegal lineup because they didn't have enough veterans. Yes. Yes. That rings a bell that you said that. And that's really Quite telling. Quite telling of, of how their whole season and it, it, it's a it's a great way to say how their whole season went, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So um so the Blue Jackets, they will be looking for a head coach there. And I I can I wonder, I I feel like I think Pete Lot uh Pete Laviolette would actually be a good fit in Columbus. Okay. It's a young team, they're they're looking to come on the rise. And I mean, I mean, especially, I mean, we we're gonna we're gonna we're going to hear about how the Red Wings are going to somehow pick 12th in a draft lottery in a couple of weeks. But I mean, after, you know, after a draft lottery, the Columbus Blue Jackets could be a real attractive destination for a head coach. Very true. Very, very true. All right. Yeah. I, I kind of said that jokingly, but the wings will somehow pick 18th. I don't know how I know it's, okay. not, it's not possible for them to, but. I, I thought 12th was the lowest spot. So that's why I didn't correct you. Cause yeah. I figure I feel I th- like I think it is. I think it is. 12. I think, uh, yeah, I think it is 12. 
I think that's a, it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion. I don't know. They're going to they're change the rule or something. The wings, the wings are going to get the first pick, but they're they're going to get they're going to do a, a a fourth, a third, fourth, and fifth pull to give it to Chicago. So you know that's what's going to happen because you know that's how that works out. Yeah, that's probably fair. I'm going to like like so before the draft lottery, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to go through the last twenty years of every team and how many top five picks they've had. Yeah, Just, we're not going to be high. Even oh. even with the 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 craptasticness we've had, we're not going to be high. And it's, it's it's yeah, I'm gonna I'm it's it's gonna be my my little project. I'm gonna do to look up because you know it's just like what. And at some point within the last three years, and I and I assume it's still true because I, I don't remember if it was two years ago, last year, three years ago when when the math was done on this. But no team had lost more more uh, draft position than Detroit did because of the draft lottery. So yeah, I mean, they fall it, every it, year. It's not just it's not just sour grapes. It's actual fact that they, yeah, they, they, they end fall. up falling. They fall. Yep. Um, also, final final uh, coaching note: Anaheim Ducks decide not to bring back Dallas Aikens after this season. Um, now he he signed a one year extension with Pat Verbeek over the summer, and he just kind of played out his contract this year. Um, the Ducks are another team. They're 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 not, they're not, they're, they don't want to be good. Right. <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not supposed to be good, but um, no, Pat Verbeek said, had, had said something very interesting. He said that um, the biggest, his biggest issue with the team was he, he thought he, he wanted to see them compete harder. Okay. Well, and so, that, so that's kind of telling of how we thought the team was under, under, Aikens there. It's, yeah. I mean, that's a direct reflection of your coach. Yeah. So if you feel that um, way, then you, then you only have one thing you can do. Let them go. But yeah, the, the Ducks, some, I mean, now again, it's another team. Their draft lottery, they have the best chances of getting that number one pick this year in the draft. Um, now the the big decision is going to be what are they going to, what are they going to do with Trevor Zegers? He, his contract is up. Um, he is a restricted free agent. So um, I say just slip him to Detroit for two first round picks. Yeah, okay. Come on, take number eight and get 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 the number 12 pick and the number uh whatever pick. That well that would that would help. Get Trevor's egress. But I don't know. This to an extension? Yeah, okay, cool. Well, but see, that's the thing, is that it, is it arbitration? Is no. there an arbitration possibility? No. Nope, not this year. See, that hurts. Because if it was arbitration, if it was an arbitration thing, then maybe it goes down to a one-year thing, and Anaheim decides that they would want to trade them. But if there's no ar- arbitration, it's kind of that that uh, who was it? Carmel McElhinney. <laughs> Sorry, the Blue Jackets GM that basically said he's either playing here or he's not playing. Well, that's going to be the case with Idris. Oh yeah, Idris. I mean, well, if it was, well, a, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. No, I know. But, I think I, I feel like Anaheim, they want more assets. You know, they're still building for the future. They're, they don't, they don't, they're not trying to win right now. They're trying um, to win in six years. How old is Zegers? He's twenty-two. Three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Twenty-two. So in six years, when they're ready to be good, he'll be twenty-eight and in the prime of his career. Yeah, but his draft value would never be higher. So just, just you know. 
Okay, you're right. I I, I won't argue that. Hey, hey, listen, I'm trying. I got to do something to make myself feel better when a when a wings pick pick uh 28th. No, stop going backwards. It's not going to go that far back. 12th and 18th, 12th and oh, there's, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's going to be some weird. It's going to be some weird fucking rule. I don't. There's know. not going to be a weird fucking rule. I promise. There's not going to be a weird fucking rule. I don't know. All right. All right, so with that, um, let's talk about the teams that are in the playoffs. And to start, we're going to start off with the game, one of the games that's going on right now, the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. Um, they're, 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 the Boston Bruins, you know, best regular season ever, blah, yada, 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 blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, the Florida Panthers, a very underwhelming regular season. Um, last year's tre- President Trophy winners taking on this year's President Trophy winners. Um, the Boston Bruins are the favorite in this series because, you know, on paper, but when you really look at it, you know, you you compare these, you really look at both these teams. I mean, they split the season series. Uh, the Panthers won two, won two games and the Bruins won two games. And everything else on paper, these this is a very these teams are pretty even um in, in, in all the categories you'd expect, with the one major difference being the goaltending. Yeah. And usually in the playoffs, if my goalie's better than your goalie, I win. Yep. Uh now now the matchup to watch is we get to see Matthew Kachuk going to see who's going to be who's going to be more annoying Matthew Kachuk or, or Brad Marchand oh <laughs> that's that's a, that's a pretty special contest um now now the now the one thing here now Alex Alex Lyon he he is he he is a starting goalie for the Florida Panthers right now yep. um in this game he's he's he made one big save and actually the Panthers are down two to one but they're out shooting the Bruins 21 to 10 right now yep um, really kind of really controlling the play here in Boston in game one. Um, the the one thing for me that I would like to see is now we know how much of a fan of Matthew Kachuk I am. Yep. Matthew Kachuk has a tendency to absolutely just disappear in the playoffs. He does have Florida's lone goal. Yep. Now, which is he's there so far, but yep. last year, last year for Cal- in Calgary series against Dallas. He got into that whole thing. I think it was, I can't remember who what who the defense was. I think was it Kleinberg, maybe. I think, yeah, it was Kleinberg. That said rings the bell. And you know, he had this whole thing with him and and Kachuk was playing very well. And then he got he kind of got in his head and he kind of was like very it was just okay throughout the rest of the first round series against Dallas, and then was non-existent against Edmonton. Yeah. Um, and even go back to you know his first play, his first ever postseason, um, and and the, the bubble playoff against the Dallas Stars, where the Flames lost to the Stars in six games. Matthew Kachuk was nowhere to be found. There, there's a thought that maybe he got injured. People also thought that last year, well, maybe he got hurt. Maybe he got hurt. Oh no, he was completely healthy. Well, what the hell? Right. That, that's going to be that. That is the biggest thing there because uh, Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk needs to. He has to be an effective player for the Calgary Flames. I mean, the, Cal- the Florida Panthers, if, if they're going to win um, also for the Florida Panthers, I think th- their power play needs, 
has to be better than it was last year, especially against Tampa in the second round when they went over and got swept and scored. What what did they score? What one goal in that three game series? God, I I mean I know you're being sarcastic, but it was like it wasn't a lot. Like I think it was like one one or they didn't score a lot. I think I I want to say in the first three they scored one zero one. I think they scored two goals in the first three games. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. No, it really wasn't. And their power play was absolutely atrocious. Yep. Well, we've watching this game. There's we've seen the best and the worst of Alex Lyon because um, it, he loved what the second goal of the game can't go in. You can't allow it. The yeah. one, I mean, it's in the glove and, it, and then it's out of the, and through the glove and in. But he's also made two sprawling saves yeah. <laughs> that have been unbelievable stops. So just to prove, drive the point home on the goaltending, it's normally you go with whose goal is better than who, and he's showing you right now the unevenness of that. But as I said, Kachuk with one of the goals, and, and they're going to need him. There's no doubt about it. And you would think, given his style of play, that he would have – he would be more successful in the playoffs because exactly. that's yes. his game. Yeah, and he's just it, – I, it, I don't know what, what happens, what, what goes on with him. Um, and and also from I, – I, Sam Sam Bennett is also uh, crashing that a few times and is, and is just really pissing off the Bruins defense. So um, – so it's this, this. I think this series could get. I, this series could go seven. I, I can see this series going seven, and just being a very physical, hard series for both teams. Um, but I mean, when it, when it, it comes to the goaltending, and 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 and, and it's and just all marks better than all marks better, right? I mean. Yeah. And that's honestly, as I, I I won't even probably take it seven. I'm going to go uh, Bruins and six. Yeah. Um, and it's just because I never pick series to be five or less, just because that I can never foresee clean breakup. Or like just that. That's how good I think the playoffs are. Is that one team always yeah. these teams are close. I just feel like all throughout the league teams are close, and so I just very have a hard time seeing a team only winning one out of five games. Um, so I, I'd say Bruins and six and it, for all the things that you said, I mean, you know, Marsha, this is, this is actually a really big game for Florida with Bergeron not playing just due to an illness. I would assume he'll be back for game two. Um, yeah. Is that if they can, you know, it, Boston is only going to get better with, with Bergeron in it's that's abundantly clear. You're only going to get better as one of your best player comes back in. So if they have one nothing, and then they're going to introduce Bergeron to this lineup that's so deep and so talented, I mean, Florida's doing a hell of a job in game one here uh, controlling the play. Um, but so far, I, I just can't see it over the course of the seven-game series winning a series with Alex Leon beating – or Lyon beating uh, Lyon Salmark. Yeah, I, got, I begrudgingly have to agree with you on that one. Uh, Bruins. I know you'll have. I'm sure you'll find plenty of time to get Boston knocked out before anything big happens. Yeah, Bru- Bru- Bruins in six games. Um, the 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 other the other series uh, that it's going on right tonight as well. They're at intermission. The Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders. Islanders get a much needed boost. They get Matthew Barzell back, who who missed the last 
quarter last chunk of the season with an injury. Um, and unfortunately, the Hurricanes, no Smeshnikov, no Pacioretty, no Gardner uh, for them. But, you know, and they're, they're going with Anthony Ransa and Net uh, to start for at least game one in Carolina. Yeah. Um, as, and as, as we learned for, from the Hurricanes over the last few years, it kind of doesn't matter who they put in that, apparently. They, they, just, they just roll out a goalie like, oh, yeah, oh, you, you, oh, you have equipment. Okay, yeah, you go play. We'll, we'll sort it out. I mean, they, if they have to go with David Ayers, I still think they could win a game. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I can remember, I can remember the, 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 the goal, the emergency goalie, but I couldn't remember the actual NHL player that got traded from Pittsburgh. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, here's a what in your defense, one was a major story and the other one was a footnote. That's true. That's so. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate that much, at least. But I I mean, you know, because again, we've had a little bit of of time here to be able to watch that one, get a little bit of the the action. And, you know, (laughs) Ranta was uh, 19 3 3 this year. So it's not like, though, though I think most people expected Freddie Anderson to get the start. I, I mean, it's not like Ranta is not a good goaltender. Uh, very. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's not some. He's not some Siv they brought. They they got off the street. No. Yeah, and and so I to me, uh, in this series, I just I like Carolina's defense. Their their six defensemen so much better than once you get down past Pullock and Pellick, it just gets very thin for the Islanders. And though the the injuries are definitely, without a doubt, I feel like the injuries really do hurt Carolina up front. You know, not having Svechnikov, they've got, you know, third and fourth line guys kind of playing more second and third line minutes as they try to, you know, balance their lineup out. But Ajo is a bona fide star. And, and I think for this series, at least, they'll be able to survive the Svechnikov injury. Um, yeah, I, I, feel like they'll, I feel like they'll be fine. Um, now, now the, now the question is Islanders, they're that team that they're built. I mean, they're built for the playoffs. They are it is built for the playoffs. Uh, and, and you can't forget, you know, Soroka's a pretty damn good goalie as well on the, on the, on the other end there. Without a doubt, without an absolute doubt. Um, so, you know, so, so that, 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 that hides, that that's all, that fixes a lot of issues, right? Like it, it kind of hides some hides some problems that you might have defensively, right? Some defensive um, step step backs you may have. You know, you have a good goalie, he, he can he he can um, survive it. Um, well, and now, I now here now the question I want to know is: Will we see Sebastian Ajo drop the gloves with Sebastian Ajo, or get into it with Sebastian Ajo? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm sure the Islanders hope not because they don't want Sebastian Ajo out there against Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> Which this entire conversation is hilarious and factually accurate. <laughs> but I'm sure that they do not want to see Ajo against Ajo. And quite the other way, the way Carolina would love to see some Ajo on Ajo action. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Did you get the? Did you watch the start of that game and get the reminder of Carolina's numbers at home versus Carolina's numbers at home on the road? Did you get that reminder last year? Um, oh no, Which oh, from, I, from the playoff run. 
which I didn't remember until I saw the yeah. numbers. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. Carolina, like their average home win was like 4-1 and their average loss on the road was like 5-2. Like they couldn't, it was just this, such a crazy turn and such a crazy difference whether they were playing at home or on the road last year in the playoffs. Well, I mean, they only lost one home game. And it just happened to be game seven. <laughs> yeah, second round to the, you know, I mean, the, the Bruins were undefeated at home last year in the playoffs. So, yep. And those games weren't particularly close in Boston. I think actually one of them was. I one think of them was. was, but, yeah, was close. yeah. But for the most part, and it just, it was a really weird reminder uh, last year. And kind of why I'm leaning towards Carol towards Carolina this year is just because, well, guess what? They get one more home game. So <laughs> I, I mean, I know that it, you can't always accept this, expect the same thing year over year after year, but at the end of the day, Carolina is with the same coach kind of putting out a very similar roster who that with the same style that will really grind you down. I mean, again, in this game, they've already got 31 shots to 19. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just see Carolina They'll need all seven, but since game seven in Carolina, they're going to win game seven in Carolina. Um, I, you know, the Island the Islanders. I, I just, I just wonder about if they can score enough to beat Carolina. Yeah. You know, and I, cause you know, we, I feel like Carolina can score enough to beat the Islanders. I'm not sure if the Islanders can score enough to beat can be Carolina. Sure, sure. Um, that's why I got to say Canes in six. Okay. All right, next up, our next playoff series. Super fun one. Here we go. Uh, the Rangers and Devils. This should be fun. This is a series that, I mean, I can can we get nine? Can it go nine? Yeah, I feel like we're going to be saying that. Can we get a best of nine, please? Yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling that that's going to be our thought process as this as this thing kind of wears it goes through. Um, the New York Rangers come come into this. We you know they they added Kane, they added Tarasenko um, at the dead you know at, around, around well before the deadline they added those guys at the big guns. So already a pretty intimidating lineup. Yep. Um, you know, and they. Once and it's it took Kane some time to really to really get going in New York. Same thing with Tarasenko, but you know they're they're flying. Um, Shesterkin is still one of the best goalies in the freaking no <laughs> in doubt. the world, no doubt. Um, I mean, what what more can you ask for? I mean, this is a great old time old school rivalry. Uh, the Rangers did win the season series. I mean, the, the Devils won the season series. Um, as the Devils, they took what? What? Oh, that's weird. That just that their <laughs> the preseason game showed up on here. <laughs> uh, the Devils won won three out of four in the in the regular season. Um, and and the Devil, you know, so going to focus on the Rangers here a little bit. The Rangers, you know, they. It was just a few years ago, you know, they, they did the letter, right? The infamous letter, we're going to rebuild, we're going to rebuild and, you know, it's going to be different. And then they went out and signed Ar- Artemi Panarin. Yeah. Stop with this because this just pisses me <laughs> off. I mean, I mean, you know, and it's, it's what, because, you know, you look at the, 
the Rangers, the way they've gone about it is not a way that I, their rebuild, quote unquote, is not a way, it's not a way I would tell, I wouldn't tell anyone to copy it because you have to get lucky. You have Um, to be a destination. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, they signed Panarin, no free agent wise. They trade, (laughs) they trade for Mika Zibanejad. They traded Derek Rizard for Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, but that, that, they've been there a while. And, and, I mean, but but you know, but yeah, you know, obviously they draft Chris Kreider, they sign Trocheck, um, they trade for Tarasenko, they trade for Goudreau, they Barkley Goudreau, they trade for Patrick Kane, they draft Filipino, um, they, you know, they they pick number two and 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 draft Capocaco, even though they are only a few points out of playoffs that year, then they get the number one pick. <laughs> and track Alex Lafreniere, even though they were technically in the playoffs, they just lost the play-in round. <laughs> you know, they Adam Fox drafted by Calgary. I don't want to play in Calgary. I want to, play, I want to be a Ranger. He gets traded to Carolina. I don't want to play in Carolina. I want to be a Ranger. He gets traded to the Rangers. Jacob Truba with Winnipeg. My wife doesn't like Winnipeg. I need to move. So I need to move to New York. It doesn't have to be the Rangers, but I prefer the Rangers. He gets traded to the Rangers. I hate this. Stop. They draft Keandre Miller, who's who had himself a hell of a season. Uh, they get they get Mikola in the trade um, along with Tarasenko. They they get Ryan they they get Ryan Lingren, and, and from the Boston Bruins, he was included in the trade that sent Rick Nash to the Boston Bruins. I mean. Yeah, Lindgren under uh, uh, really kind of an underrated. Is he back and healthy? Is he playing? Is he actually um, going to be in the series? He was. It was still up in the air. I can find out for you right now. Um. Yeah. He's. He's. Looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but and obviously they, you know, they draft Shosturkin because you know they went from a Hall of Fame goalie to a, another potential at least all, all world goalie, you know, they, they go from Lundqvist to Shesterkin, the rich get richer. Well, I mean, how long was the gap between Richter and uh, Lundqvist? Oh yeah, true. There, 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 were they, there, there was a lot of not greatness. I mean, there was, there was a gap, but there wasn't a huge gap, right? No, no. Like almost through. Lund- through- well, Lund- Lundqvist's first year was uh, 05. His first full season, I believe was 05, 06. I mean, so there's probably what? Definitely less than a decade because Richter won that cup in 94. So it yeah. was there for at least a couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. Richter played for a while. He was there for a while. So, I mean, it, it, they went damn near from one to two to three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If boy. Like Jordan Love better not be a good quarterback. Or I'll be pissed to high hell. <laughs> and on the flip side, the New Jersey Devils, you know, they did it. You know, they're back, but they. Dr- they did it through the draft again. So got some got some lucky ping pong balls there. They draft Jack Hughes number one overall. They draft Nico Heischer number one overall. You you know they draft Je- Jasper Bratt. Um, he's a late round pick, but he's six round pick, but he's looking pretty good. Um, they signed Tatar. They trade for Timo Meyer this year. Uh, you know defensively, you know. 
they they get Dougie Hamilton because the Carolina Hurricanes had him and didn't want to pay him. So he goes to he goes, all right, I'll go to the highest freaking bidder. Who yes. wants to give me the most money? I'll go play for you. And I mean, he's having himself a, a, another Norris Trophy type season. They they get Ryan Graves and via trade. They draft Damon Severson. Oh, and also just for S's and G's, they they also draft uh Luke Hughes, who I mean, hey, how about your first NHL game? You 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 score an overtime winner with an assist from your brother. How about that? that that's pretty cool, right? And all I can say is EA Sports, you better get him in the game because he played a regular season game, and that was the requirement is that it had to be play a game to be in the game. So I'm expecting one more roster update from you, EA Sports. You better get it done. Thomas letting him know. I am letting them know. You know, he sure is is really one of the, the the great examples of of patience, or you know, yeah, I'll I'll, use, I'll stay with the word patience. But you know, first season, eighty two games, fifty two points, sixty nine, forty seven, fifty eight, thirty six. Then an injury plague season where in twenty one games, eleven points and. And, you know, you know, he started as a 19 year old rookie, number one overall pick. You know, I, I just seem to remember the gla- draft class, you know, when he was drafted, the, the the thought of that class or at least the thought of him was good player, not game changing, you know, all those kinds of things. And he's just done nothing but gotten better and better and better. And his last two years, he's played 151 gate points and has 100 or excuse me, he's played 151 games. And has 140 points and 52 goals in that stretch. He has been outstanding, and he's a player at 24 that just keeps getting better and better and better. And so, when you know we get so used to, you know, labeling a bust to guys like you know, and spinning it local, Zadina is going to be a bust because he hasn't scored 50 yet, and Rasmussen is a bust because he only scores 20. Give these guys a little bit of time to mature. And you'd yeah. be surprised how good they can end up being. Yeah, it's it's you know it's crazy to me how quickly you know if, if a guy and it's it's Connor McDavid's fault really. It is because of, because if a kid comes out and he's not Connor McDavid, he's 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 awful and he sucks and he's a bus. Yeah, I I mean and and honestly, it's it's Crosby too. He factors in. It's the guys that that did go one one and that are all world. The, ex- the expectation is that all one ones are going to be all world and not all one ones are created equally. And that's just, it's, it's unfair to say, but that's the way people think sometimes. And it's just, it's not right. Yeah. And- I mean, that, that 17 draft, I mean, Nico, he sure went one, Nolan Patrick went two, Heiskanen went three, McCarr went four, Elias Patterson went five. I mean, there was some talent there, you know, Casey Middlestat went eight, Rasmussen went nine. You know, Suzuki Nick Suzuki went thirteen. Two real good all world defensemen there, man. And Makar and Hayes get in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Kel Makar. My, I, I think Kel Makar is the best. Kel Makar, he he is to he is to defensemen what Connor McDavid is to other to just hockey players in general. Yeah, I, I I'll buy that. But I mean, again, I don't, you know, given that you were able to 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 sign. Hamilton and and on the depth and that they have and they you get Luke Hughes a couple of drafts later. I'm not saying that they would, you know, this kind of goes to your Dylan Larkin argument. 
was that they basically got the next guy, the guy that's going to be either as good as or better than Heesher and Hughes. And if they would have let Heesher go or didn't draft him, they'd be looking for Heesher, right? right. Yeah. Just like how you always say, well, if the Wings didn't resign Larkin, you'd hope to draft the player to be better than Larkin, and then you'd want a guy that was Larkin. Right, yeah. You know, you're going to – like, like man, I really wish we had that guy. Right, and I, and I think that ex- that's exactly what the devil, where the Devils are with Heesher right now, and, and I think that that's, that's – you know, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team for a long time to come. Yeah. I mean, the, I, the argument I always hear from people, well, if Dylan Larkin, any other playoff team, Dylan Larkin is not number one center. I'm like, yeah, because all the other playoff teams, number one centers were number one or number two overall draft picks. Well, and not only that, every other playoff team has a dangerous one C1 and C2. Right now we yeah. don't have a dangerous C2. Like, I mean, and also it's not, it's not exactly a knock to be a number two center. Right. I, you, Jack Hughes is number two center on the Devils. I, and you need them. You, you, you need you, uh, yes, exactly right. I mean, you know, I'm I'm telling you right now, there there's a certain team in the West who we'll talk about soon who would love to have Dylan Larkin as their number two center. I don't doubt that. Um, um. So so what do you what do you think for this series? So though we talked a little bit more about the Devil, I I am going to take the Rangers, and I'm going to take the Rangers one just because. Though we we just shed a lot of praise and uh, on Hughes and Heesher, and they do have you know Tatar and Meyer and Brat being really good scorers. I mean that top six that the Rangers can put out there is just yeah. it's it's unbelievable. And and then the four defensemen, um, if Lindgren is back, you know Lindgren, Fox, Truba, and Miller are just they it feels like they played together 20 years. I mean, it feels like we've talked about these guys the whole time we've been doing the show and it's probably no more than three or four. if that long even, but, and then you got Chesterkin. So, I mean, you got the better goaltender, probably the best top four, the better top six. I feel like if Jersey were playing any other, had any other matchup in the first round outside of Boston, I'd probably be taking Jersey, but they just so happen to draw the one team that I think, they might be better than them or a little bit deeper than them at each level. So I'm going to go Rangers, but I think this goes the distance. Rangers and seven. Yep. All right. Um, so for me, the one thing I, 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 I think about in this, worry about in the series for the Rangers is I wonder if the Rangers can handle the devil's speed. Okay. The devils are a very fast team. Okay. I mean, just, I mean, the, the Hughes brothers alone, you know, those guys, they just, they zip around the ice and they'll, they'll have your head spin. I, that's just the one thing I kind of, I kind of wonder about, but also, I mean, play, playoff Truba, man. I mean, we, we saw playoff Truba last year and, and the Rangers, they came damn close to beating the lightning. Sure did. Um, And, you know, he's, you know, and re- really, you know, the Rangers, they got off to that slow start. And then Truba, he had that, you know, he had, they had that game against the Blackhawks where he got into a fight and he, he completely kind of lost his shit a little bit on his team, yelling at his team, kind of like, Hey, let's wake the fuck up. Let's go. Right. Somebody do something out here. And after that, they, they went on a run, the Rangers, they went on a run and they started playing better. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what's going to happen. What, what happens with the kid if the kid line can duplicate some of the success they had in the playoffs last year for the Rangers and Hito Kako and Lafreniere? Um, they they really seem to seem to start clicking this season, and they've been together most of the year too, especially after the after the trades um, bringing in 
Kane and Tarasenko. Um, I I feel, but I didn't. I feel like the Rangers have a little bit more scoring depth than the Devils do. So, so I'm going to go Rangers in six. Um, and just to add to add to your point, which is which was a brilliant one, with the the kid line also now will have basically they they were always played on the third line last year, but they are so insulated. Like it, you know, I don't want to say there's nothing expected of them, but they're not expected to be the number one scoring line. I mean, lines that have Zabinajad, Cade, and Kreider are lines that are expected to score. So, so you're right in the sense that with the depth that they provide with the skill that they have, that's going to be super huge. All right. Um, now, final series in, in the East, possibly the biggest, the, what well, some people are saying, the biggest series in, in Toronto Maple Leafs history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Leafs and Lightning. This is a rematch of last year's uh, first round series in Easter Conference. We've known this was going to be the first round matchup since December. Um, it's just a matter of who's going to have home ice, the Maple Leafs get that honor of home ice this year games. So they, they get the game seven at home again this year, but you know, they had came seven at home last year and that didn't really go their way either, but hey, new season, you know, this is a, it, it, this, this is a different, this is a, this year is going to be different for Toronto on um, the lightning, you know, 14, 15 and five since the all-star break. They had not been good. You know, not no. You now part of that is because, well, you know, can say, well, the light they they knew they were going to be, they knew they were in the playoffs, they knew their spot and that, but you still, you know, you want to go in the playoffs playing well. Yep. Um, for the for the Maple Leafs, I mean, they got off to a slow start. And by slow start, I mean I think they 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 lost two of their first four games, and Leaf fans are already throwing jerseys on the ice. I remember that. And demanding people get fired or get traded or whatever. And, you know, it's only a hundred point team here <laughs> again. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the, the Maple Leafs all season, the, 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 the players e- echoed it kind of like, you know, what we do in a regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. And which is true, you know, for, and, and I don't think this is a, well, if they just win one win one series, all is forgiven. No, I, they have they need to go on a deep run. You know, just you know, if they get out of the first round. They if they beat the Lightning and then get snot bubble by the Bruins in the second round, no one's going to be happy. True, but you know, I you know this team. I think they have they have the horses to go. I mean, Austin Matthews he didn't score sixty goals this year, but he scored forty. <laughs> you know. And it's pretty wide I, I, with a bad wrist. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm no expert, but I think a, a, a wrist is a very important part of scoring goals. Having a good wrist and a healthy wrist for a wrist shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Has one of the best, best wrist shots in the league. Probably key for that. Have, it's kind, yeah, it's kind, yeah. It's kind of the key, right? Yeah. 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 You that. I mean, he's, he's still scored, the guy's still scored 40, you know? Right. Um, Mariner, he finished season 30 goals, 99 points. Uh, Willie Nylander scored 44. Um, Tavares scored 36, had 80 points. Um, I mean, what it's gonna, you know, they they add Ryan O'Reilly, uh, for for some depth there in Toronto. Now, he's 
Uh, I thought he would. No, okay, no, he's healthy. Okay, every, everyone's good. Everyone's good. Everyone's healthy for the Leafs now. All right. They've actually, they and from everything I've read, they're going to go back to what they were doing when he first got there. He will be centering the second line with Tavares moving to a wing. Yep, and perfect. Run with it. You know, <laughs> do what you got to do. Um, I, the the biggest thing, and you know, the Tampa Lightning. We know we know all about the Tampa Lightning. You know, they they. They traded every draft pick they have for Tanner Janot. <laughs> As Thomas shakes his head, so confused. Yeah, I just feel like you didn't need to do all of that. By that now hurt, isn't he? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, Braden Point probably. I mean, I I I looked I looked up the odds, and it was like basically there it was no money because uh, Braden Point was sitting at 49 goals for a long time. And then their final game of the season at home against Detroit, you know, he's going to get 50. Sure. You know, and like, so I just looked at the betting odds and it was like, like, like minus like 400 for Braden Point to get a goal. Like yeah. <laughs> it's a no money thing. And did he get a hat trick or two? He at least got two. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of quit paying. I didn't really pay too much. I saw him score when he scored. I was like, I kind of mentally checked out. Yeah, no, I, I mean, when when Casper gets hurt and Edmonds gets sent down, Larkin missed a couple of games. I was like, all right, well, this is over. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, what are we going to learn about this? And we're playing against teams that are still playing for things, right? <laughs> you know, the last three games: Dallas, Carolina, Tampa. Well, Tampa wasn't playing for anything, but but still, maybe. They were playing just to feel good about themselves heading into the post. Yeah, yeah, they they needed that. Yeah, Tampa needed that win. I, I <laughs> they mean, that, needed that win against Detroit. Yeah, I and, and I, I, it, of course, like you said, it, did they need need? No, they. I mean, they, they were playing Toronto since December, but I mean, if they would have lost, I mean, I, where is their confidence right now? Or are they really just going with the oh, it's the playoffs? Time to flip the switch, boys. Here we go. Let's go. I mean, dangerous damn way to play hockey. That yeah, is, is very dangerous damn way to play hockey because you because you have you have a team in Toronto where I mean in Toronto they were they were starting <laughs> they were dressing uh, PTO goalies for their final games and still winning. So yep. I mean, <laughs> so Toronto's dialed. Uh, the the Lightning. I mean, you one thing got to wonder about the Lightning is um, fatigue. Yeah, I mean they. Back the, the three straight uh, Santa Cup Finals appearances, winning two of them, um, and you know, I mean, the Montreal series was, I mean, that, that was, you know, whatever. But hard, they played hard series going through just to get there, and, and especially last year, you know, Toronto pushing to the limit. You know, they, they, you know, they they got by Florida just absolutely. Tripped on their sticks and couldn't couldn't get out of their own way, but the Rangers played them tough, and then they and then had to take on a take on a um a very game and very tough Colorado Avalanche team, which eventually which would eventually beat them and win the Stanley Cup. Um, but it's still Tampa, right? I mean, you still it's still Vasilevsky, although Vasilevsky he wasn't Vasilevsky during the regular season. You know, he didn't have that great regular season like we're used to. But he's still, he's still a damn good goalie. Still one of the best in the world. And you, they still have Edmund, and you still have Sam Coles and Point and Cooch, and they're 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 not they're they're not going to lay down, right? 
you know, they're they're not going to make it easy on, on Toronto. Not going to, oh, Toronto, we feel bad for you. Go ahead and win. I, I, this this one is tough, and I've and I've gone back and forth. You know, it, do I, I do we know the long term for Jano? Is he out a while? Um, it's just. Because he's he's out. It just says lower body. I I still I I actually think I might could be his hip, his knee, his leg, his foot, his toe, his groin. I mean, honestly, I sometimes thought that the wings did things in reverse. (laughs) It was a shoulder or an elbow or a a, a wrist. So it's a lower body injury. (laughs) Ha ha! Psych. He broke his neck, idiot. I I mean. Because somebody had a lower body injury and it was so clearly a shoulder injury from him leaping off. I'm like, what, what are we doing? I mean, seriously, what are we doing? You know, if you break this up, so I, it's like the top four or the top six, I think it's Toronto. If the bottom six, I think it's Tampa. If you were just looking for the best defenseman, it's Tampa. Toronto, though, might be deeper now. Yeah. I really, and which is a, a position that they've, you know, with the addition of Shen and whatnot, they they've gotten themselves deep. Where had it's Hedman, Sergachev, and Chernak is, you know, now they don't have McDonough anymore, and they've continued to lose really good defensemen. Yeah, and and I'll, I mean, and they, they, you know, you have their the the Lightning pairs are Hedman and and Perbix, Sergachev and Radish, and Cole and Chernak. Yeah, I, I mean, so, I mean, I mean. I, I don't know how how long those those are going to stay that way. So I, there's there's guys out there that you probably don't want playing a lot of minutes. Where I feel like I don't think that's going to be the case in Toronto. Although I don't know, Lilligren might be their sixth defenseman. And I don't know how often you want him out there. And you know, Vessel or um, not, not, uh, the, um, the the former cap goalie, right? Not 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 Vanacek. Is that Toronto's goalie? No, no, that's uh, that's that's the the devil. That's the devil. Yep, it's the it's the other guy, Samsonov. Yep. I mean, normally I'm taking Vasilevsky over Samsonov, but just something tells me that this is going to be Toronto's year. And I fought it all year thinking it, but you know what? You what's actually I think finally shook me is just Tampa down the stretch, and yeah. and I should fall for this because I. I feel like I have fallen for this before where a stretch run, a bad, a team of the team that I thought was better had a bad stretch run. The team that I thought was worse had a great stretch run. And then sure as shit, when it got to the playoffs, it, it unfolded how I thought it was going to the whole time. But I don't know. You, <laughs> you said it. Toronto is really dialed in Tampa. What was, what did you say? 14, 15 and, and three since the all-star break. 14, 15 and five. Yeah. 14, 15, and five. I, yeah. I, I think that that this might be Toronto's year. That they're going to go in. They're going to get themselves a, a series victory here, and they're gonna they're gonna need all seven to do it. But they will knock off the Lightning. All right. Um, I agree with you. I think the Leafs are going to win this thing, but I don't think it's going to be seven. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on a limb here. Leafs in five. Wow. It's possible. I, I mean, I, it, it's tough to see, but it, it, it's possible. I mean, I, any outcome in any of these series, totally possible. Yeah, I mean, Leafs in five. So next week, we can talk about the lightning sweep in the Maple Leafs. It'll be- <laughs> that, that would be the one outcome that I don't think I could foresee. Yeah, right, yeah. 
At some, that, that would be a legitimate shocker. Yeah, because the the Leafs are going to outscore you all game. <laughs> I mean, they just have too much talent to not outscore you at least one out of four games. Yeah. Um, so so that that's it for the East. So for the West, um, here's a bunch of here's a bunch of games that Thomas is not gonna watch the, the entirety of. <laughs> we'll start with Vegas and Winnipeg just because I, I, I know your bedside. These games get going after 10 o'clock. Listen, I, I Saturday and Sunday, I've got to hope to be able to catch as much of the Western conference playoffs as possible. There you go. Um, well, Saturday, the, the jets and go to nights, their games at four. So I, I, that's what I, I have to make sure I try to catch. Um, jets and golden Knights. This is actually, believe it or not, a rematch of the 2018 Western conference finals. Oh, wow. I did not remember that. Clearly won by the Golden Knights because they, in their inaugural season, went to, to play for the Stanley Cup Finals, in case you hadn't heard. Yeah, so, um, and and also some other familiarity, uh, the the, gold, the Golden Knights, their starting goalie for this series will be Laurent Brassois, who is a former Jet. He was, he was on, he was in Winnipeg. Okay. Um, the Golden Knights, they swept the season's they swept the season series against the Jets. They won all three of their matchups. They they had um, and the, you know it's kind of funny because the Jets, you know, in January they were the Jets were they were flirting with a top spot in the conference. Sure were, yeah. And then they just really f- fell apart, and and then they they finally didn't really get get really get it back going until down the stretch where they went five zero and one. To uh to 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 clinch your playoff spot, um, and for for Vegas, I mean another year, I mean injuries, you know, all, all around, um, especially in that ju- just a carousel of goalies in that, um, I'm gonna I'm willing to bet that at begin at the beginning of the season, if you if you were asking uh who. Who are the gold? Who are the Golden Knights' uh, potential starting goalies would be for in the playoff series? You would not have Lauren 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 with Jonathan Quick backing him up. Yeah, I forgot what why what why why is Quick not getting the start? Wasn't he? Hasn't he been like spectacular since he's gotten there? Uh, let's see. He has been. Yeah, he's. Because I feel like he had a shutout his first two games, but I could I could be wrong. I make a lot of stuff up. Let's see. Yeah, it's five five two and two with one shutout. Okay, I, definitely didn't get uh, three 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 thirteen goals against nine hundred one save percentage. So I mean, okay, okay, yeah. yeah now, but now in one of those games, he did give up six. So that so so if you. Yeah, that when you're looking at a smaller sample size, uh, uh, it's like a pitcher that gives up uh, a five-run inning. How their ERA can be monstrous for two months. I mean, now Lauren Bressois, he only played eleven games. He went seven zero and three with a two seventeen goals against and a nine twenty seven save percentage. Oh, that's why you're going to go with him. Though. Those numbers are pretty darn good. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> he's won his last five starts. I that yeah. I listen. It's yeah. what Rod Moore did. Rolled the hot hand. He felt better with going with Auntie Ranta, so he's going with Auntie Ranta. Yeah. So I mean, and it look, looking like it's it's going to pay off. I mean, also we when a team doesn't get a shot on goal for almost ten minutes, that helps you as well. I did see that stat as well. Jeez. Yeah. Well, urgency, guys. But I mean, 
<laughs> and also, also other other things for uh, the Golden Knights. Um, Mark Stone. Yep, he's back, ready to play. Um, also, just a little side note for the eleventh for the eleventh year in a row. Um, I, Mister uh, Mister Peak Physical Fitness, Phil Kessel played eighty two games. Eleventh ah. <laughs> year in a row. The NHL. I mean, Yandel's Iron Man streak lasted what twenty seven games. Yeah, I think, I think Kessel was twenty seven games behind him, and then he passed him. Yeah, I, I yeah, no, yeah, just. Peak phys- just just the peak athletic specimen in Phil Kessel, but as we all know, yeah. Um, also, just just it, for keeping tally, uh, Wild Bill William Carlson he scored fourteen goals this year. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's my victory lap every year. <laughs> and and last I check, I am not a math major, but last I check, um, and I don't I do not need a calculator for this, but fourteen is less than forty. These are facts. Yeah. Are facts. Um, so I mean, so the Golden Knights are getting healthy, and you know they keep rolling out. You know, you know Jack Jack Eichel's ready to make his first ever play playoff appearance. Um, the for for the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, this very well could be the 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 end of the road for for the Jets for for at least this version of the Jets because um the. There are some decisions that are going to be coming up this offseason for, for Winnipeg on 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 some on some of their more tenured players, namely uh Mark Shifley, who does have one year left on his contract, but there's a lot of talk that he might get moved. Also, Blake Wheeler, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's an RFA with arbitration rights, but he's kind of already made it known to everybody that he's planning on going to Montreal. He's not going to do a long-term deal. He'll, you know he's he's going to end up in Montreal, and you know this is it. You know we're kind of looking at the end. Connor Hellebuck only has one more year left on his contract after this year. Uh, Kyle Connor he has he just signed a, he signed an extension not too long ago. He has three years remaining on, on his contract, so we could this could in, in a lot of ways kind of be the final hurrah for the Winnipeg Jets. This version of the Jets, anyway. Sure. sure. Um, this series, this is another one of those series, much like, you know, the, the technically one, eight matchup in the East this is one, eight matchup in the West where you have two teams who exceeded, you have, you have a team in Vegas, much like Boston, which kind of exceeded expectations despite a lot of injuries, Yep, you know, hampering them versus a team in the Winnipeg Jets, much like the Florida Panthers, who a lot of people had high expectations for this year. And really kind of now the Winnipeg Jets, they they got off to the good start, unlike Florida did. Florida didn't really get going until after the all-star break. And then it really got going after Keith Kachuk compared to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. <laughs> but the Winnipeg Jets, they they really kind of petered out like after January at the beginning of the year. And they, they didn't really get it, get their act back together and really start playing well until the until the, the final stretch here. Um this is a series where I could Connor Hellebuck has a track record in the playoffs and Lauren Bersois doesn't. True. Shifley, Wheeler, and Con- those guys have all played in playoffs. Eichel hasn't. Oh. Um I I like the Jets 
better defensively, I guess, a little bit. That was, see, that's funny because that's the one edge I kind of thought the Vegas had. But that's 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 more just because I outside the you know if if Morrissey kind of negates Petrangelo, I I kind of feel like the next three or four are better for Vegas than they are for the Jets. In my in my opinion, yeah. not that Pionk and McNabb and company are bad, just kind of the difference I see there. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, this, this, this is a series. That's a, it's a toss em. It's, it's a pick em for me. Um, <sighs> Who do you got? I'll let you go first. Great. <laughs> no, the funny thing is, is I thought for sure I was going to go with Vegas the whole time. Um, and just listening to you talk this out, like what's the like what is Vegas just better at than Winnipeg? Like you were kind of talking about it. I think up front, Winnipeg made some nice deadline acquisitions. I, I think Winnipeg might have a better top six. They have just as good bottom six. I think Vegas might be better defensively, but you know, not by leaps and bounds. And Hellbuck has has done this before. You know, I it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, well, what don't I like about Winnipeg here? And was it just the? It's the if you if you take away the seating, right? I I honestly, if this was the two three matchup, right? Yep, then you I know. probably would have as much problem taking Winnipeg. The other thing is, is that you know, I just what was the logic I used against Tampa? It's a team that has struggled down the stretch. Yeah, and though Winnipeg, if you look at their season as a whole. Yes, and G, you know they they finished strong, but they were the number one seed. Excuse me, in January, and then they were out of the playoffs for a couple of days in March. Yeah, and then so, they were barely hanging, and like then they were barely hanging on only because Calgary and Calgary just when they would lose, Calgary would lose, or Nashville would lose, and yep, you know, it was just a, you know they never really broke the door open on those teams. I mean, even how they finished, I mean, only. You know, only two points up, two points better than Calgary. Oh, that's an illegal hit. That's got to be how do how is there no penalty on this play? What what game were you at? Boston or Florida? Yeah, I mean that was forearm shiver to the helmet. Um, but God, I just you're right. But it's one eight. But this is the NHL. Eight has a chance in the one eight game. You know what? Last minute, I'm changing. I'm going Winnipeg. I think in my mind, I was going the whole time. I was going. Vegas, but I'm going to, I'm going to go Winnipeg and six Jets and six. All right. Um, I'm also going to go the Jets and six. So, uh, Golden Knights and five. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Cause I don't know. They were the best team in the West and now they're, they're adding Mark Stone. Yeah. And if percent fails, you're bringing in a, a, a Hall of Fame goaltender. No, Jets and six. I'm leaving it. You're staying with the Jets? I am going to stay with it. All right. I'm giving you your last chance. Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll go Jets and six. All right. All right. Next up, uh, we have the reigning, defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, will be taking on the Seattle Kraken. I mean, who, who would have thought, right? 
Right. <laughs> Who would have thought? You know, not me. <laughs> uh, the Seattle Kraken make their huh. make make their first ever postseason appearance. I mean, this only our second year in the league. Um, you know, they actually won the season series against the Av. They they took uh, two out of three from Colorado. Um, now, one of those was was an overtime win. And Colorado's one win was a shootout win against them. So they play some close games. Sure. Now the the big story coming out here is uh Landis Cog will not play this postseason nope. for the Avalanche. And remember how I said earlier there was a team in the West who would love to have Dylan Larkin as their number two center? Yep. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Because I mean, they're gonna have to win a Stanley Cup with TJ Confer probably being their number two center. JT Confer. Close. What I say? TJ. <laughs> I told you I'm not feeling well, dude. What do you, what yeah, do you no, want? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not I'm not wasn't not gonna harp on you. You're good. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Catching my keeping me keeping me honest. But he's yeah. basically been their number, their two line centers. They've, yeah. they've done a lot of different things. They've had Ranton and playing center and uh they've had Ranton and playing two a uh, number two center when McKinnon's been healthy so that they could have those two as the one two. They've been very, very creative in Chicago in, in Colorado with their lineup at times. Yeah, I mean, and and Colorado, their biggest issue this season was, I mean, health. Yeah, you know, you, you they didn't have Landis Cog at all this season when they thought they thought they he would come back at some point this year. He did not. McKinnon missed missed eleven games. Um, McCarr missed twelve games. I'm sorry, twenty two games. The choose. And then Chuska missed some time. Uh, Gerard missed some time. Manson. Yeah, Man- Manson's missed time. Evan Rodriguez missed time. I mean, it's, you know, Dar- Darren Helm is still out. You know, he only played, Helm only played 11 games. So he he's probably, not, you know, he probably won't play again. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, if, if he if he checks into the postseason lineup for, for the Avalanche. Um, and, you know, he he was a guy that paid dividends for for them. You know, in in that bottom six role. Yep. And also a penalty killing role. But um, I mean, the defending champs, man, and and Seattle cracking on on the flip side. I mean, this team balanced scoring attack in Seattle. Yeah. Um, they don't they don't rely on just one guy. Even though I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean they they have who the player who I who I think it's a slam dunk will be the rookie of the year in Matt Abeneers. Yep. Uh, Jordan Eberle, who who's he's made po- he's gone on postseason runs before, you know, with the Islanders. You know, Jared McCann scored 40. <laughs> you know, v- Vince Dunn is a is a very he won't he's not gonna win the Norris, but he's gonna get Norris votes. And you know, the, it's just quality depth, just just depth throughout their lineup where they can just kind of don't, they can roll out. They can really roll with four lines and, and really push now. Colorado, they, they, they still have Nathan McKinnon yep. and Ratman and the player who I said at the beginning, the best defenseman in the league in Cal McCarr. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest, but the biggest issue I see with the Kraken is in net and the, you know, they're, it's, they're going to go with Grubauer, it looks like. Um, 
And the Avalanche, they know Grubauer pretty well because he was their goalie. Yep. And they, 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 you know, they, they let him walk and, and, you know, for during the season, the crack in the goaltending wasn't that, it wasn't spectacular, but you don't need to be spectacular if, if you can get quality scoring. Right. So, but, but I mean, the Avalanche, they went 10, one and one in their final 12 games. And McCarr didn't play all of them. No. McCarr was out for most of them, as a matter of fact. So, Seattle is is basically kind of um, – I get the numbers. So they score th- over three and a half goals per game, but give up over three per game. Yeah. Three. And Colorado scores – actually get scores less than three and a half. They're at 3.34, but they only give up 2.72. So what that tells me is that Seattle basically won a lot of track meets. If there's one team in the NHL, well, I, let me put it this way. There's probably three teams in the NHL I don't want to get into a track meet with, and one of those teams is the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. I don't want to track meet Colorado. I don't think I can win four out of seven games in a track meet with Colorado. And and I know they're, you know, I know they're without Landeskog. I know they couldn't bring back um you know, uh, uh, from last year's cup team, Marcus Johansson walked after the the season and Nazem Kadri. I still think they're uber talented. Um, even though Landis Gog isn't coming back, I believe they are getting Arturi Letkinen back. Yeah. Who's been, who's missed a lot of time. So they've got, they are getting some of their depth back. And I, and I just see Colorado Gorgiev, has been waiting for this opportunity after backing up Shesterkin. Um, I think that he's ready to shine. And, and I do think that the Avs uh, do beat Seattle in, 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 in six and a couple of very hot in a high scoring series, but a series that the Avs will win. All right. So I got Thomas Avs in six. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with you there. I think, I think the Avs win it in, they take care of business and and six this year against uh, the Kraken. I mean, and just and it's honestly, it's just I that Nathan McKinnon, Rantanen, and Makar. Yep. You know, it, it's it's really hard because I mean that was what Tampa. I mean, it kind of reminds you of Tampa a little bit, where you know, especially when they had the two guys hurt because it was point. Either Stamkos or Kucherov, depending, because what each one were very hurt throughout the course of a year, and yeah. then and you felt like, well, yeah, they've got that; they're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine there. And 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 when we say that, I mean, you know, Gerard Taves, you know, Eric Johnson are still really good defensemen. John yes. Mann are really good defensemen. They are yeah. very good defensively. You know, you watch a lot of games and, it, you know, they talk about Bowen Byron being almost, you know, he's going to be overshadowed by Makar because he's just as good as Makar. Yeah, yeah. Some commentators really believe that he's going to be just, he could be just as good as Makar. So, you know, we, you, we talk about it, but that's, that's the crazy thing about the abs is that they are so deep defensively too. And, yeah. and, and usually I, you know, deep and skilled. And I think that that's what the kind of thing you need to shut down a, a diverse offense like the Kraken have. Yeah. Um, next up, 
uh, Minnesota Wild and Dallas Stars. Actually, they're getting their game one is getting, is getting started um, as we speak. Uh, the 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 Dallas Stars. I mean, what? I mean, they're they're good. I guess you could say they're pretty they're pretty decent. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota the Minnesota Wild. Now they're looking to get Kaprizov back. Yeah, he is. He is back. Yeah, he's he is back. Uh, the the Wild. They they they're another team. They they went on a bit of a run because they they were flirting with that in that wild card spot for a while too, along with Winnipeg and Calgary and and Seattle and and everybody there. Um, and you know they 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 got they got hot at the right time. I mean, Kaprizov gets hurt, but it did. They didn't miss a beat. Flurry started. Started to play better. Um, also, Phil Gustafson was really good for them in that. Uh, Kaprizov led the way for Minnesota, 75 points, 40 goals, 75 points in 67 games. Uh, Matt Boldy, 30 scored, he's 31 goals this this year for uh, for Matt Boldy in his second year. 12 in his last 15. Yeah, I mean, all, all that that extension he signed already paying off for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's already already starting to pay for him, pay for himself. Um, I mean, but the Dallas Stars, you know, they have that 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 first line of Hans Robertson and Pavalski, um, Wyatt Wyatt Johnson, the 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 young kid for Dallas, has really he, he's really co- come on for the Stars this year, having himself a a, a phenomenal season. Um, J- Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan, they're not, you know, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan of five years ago, but. They're still very, they're still very effective players and very good for them. And David Ben got seventy eight points from this year, scoring thirty three goals. Tyler Sagan got fifty points, and scoring twenty one. Wyatt Johnson twenty four goals, forty one points. Um, you know, and then you know, on, on the blue line, you know, you 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 have you have the fun story in the blue line. You have Ryan Suter taking on in Dallas, taking on the Predators, and. You have John Kleinberg in, in Minnesota taking on Dallas. You know, fun Long little story time. there. Um, I mean this this is a series where I mean, and, and you know, the stars they add they added Max Domi at at the deadline to, to, for for that for that grit down the line up there. Um, I mean, this is this is a series that I think it's either going to be very fun to watch or boring as all hell. <laughs> I, I I marvel slightly at the wild because you look up and down this roster and you're like, well, this this roster is fine. Yeah. But, you know, I you don't see nearly a hundred. Did they end up with a hundred points? Yeah. You, I, I don't know. My gut tells me when I look up and down this roster, I don't see a hundred point roster here. Yeah. Hundred they ended up they ended up with a hundred and three. But sure enough. You know, they, this was a team who decided that their their additional depth at the deadline was going to be Gustav Nyquist. You feel like a team that's adding Gustav Nyquist for depth purposes is in a world of hurt. And then sure enough, I like I think I'm pretty sure I saw that the first game he played, he scored. <laughs> and I just like, what what's you know, this used to be where offense went to die. And now everybody seems to score in Minnesota. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, right. Everybody's scoring. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you know, they do get. Kaprizov back, but then they lose Erickson Eck. I, I don't know how long he's out, but I heard that he will not be playing tonight. Um, 
defensively, I think both teams very, very good defensively. Uh, both in you know, both in terms of just like the 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 ones which basically seven or eight they can roll out are very, very good. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Ottinger and 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 Gustafson have been good all year. They've been in the top five, I think, in, in same percentage and goals against pretty much all year. Um, I like I do like Dallas more. I think that they have more up front. That top line is great. And in Minnesota, granted, I mean the Caprizov, they've had different versions of it, but most of the year they had Caprizov, Azucarello, and Hartman. We'll see if yeah. that's who they keep together. Um, but they have a very, very talented top line too. But I do like the offensive scoring depth uh, more that Dallas can provide. And since they get the seventh game, um, I think that may come into play. Um, I, having home ice for game seven. And Dallas is, has kind of been there. They've won. They've, they've made some playoff, if not necessarily deep runs. They've at least, you know, um, Ottinger's seen the playoffs. They've seen the action. And Minnesota has struggled to get out of round one. So I'm going to go ahead and, and give this one to the Stars, but I think they're going to need all seven to do it. All right. I also have the Stars, but I have the Stars in six because I, you know, I mean, the, I, you know, you look at this Dallas team, you know, they, they were this close and if, I mean, it's audio, but you know, <laughs> I'm barely holding my, my, my index finger and thumb apart. Again, that close to beating the, uh, the Calgary flames in the first round last year. Um, and Jake Ottinger, I mean, it was a Jake Ottinger show. Yep. I mean, I mean no, no, every, everyone said in the story after that series, it was Calgary. It wasn't that Dallas loss. It was the Calgary won. Yeah. You know, Dallas didn't lose. They, they, <laughs> Calgary won by the it, skin of their teeth. Wasn't, I mean, honestly, wasn't there a stretch of time where it was like, like in the, did it go, it went seven, didn't it? It went seven and it was, it was Johnny Gaudreau scoring in overtime. Wasn't there something like game seven. Every, every game was like two, one, one, nothing. It was, a t- nothing, yeah. One, nothing. Like it was oh. just like. 22 goals were scored between the two teams in, in, in seven games or something ridiculously low. Yeah, that was that was a super tight series. Yeah. Between uh Calgary and Dallas. And it it was it was it was Ottinger's coming out party. Yep. And I and I I, I, I the one of the things that one of the few things that gave me pause about this was just there were again watching some ESPN before the game, there were a couple of people that had the wild as their dark horse. I'm like, oh no. I pick them to go out and they're in the first round while the wild have them and, and while <laughs> some prognosticators have them being their dark horse. But I don't know. I just, I like the stars and I just, I think that they're that top line is so good. Their D core is good depth score. I mean, they don't have a lot of weaknesses in Dallas right now. No, no. I, I really like the stars. I like the stars beginning of the season too. So. Yep. All right. Um, and now the final first round series, Oilers and the Kings. Um, I mean, rematch of last year, first round series that went seven games in a series where Connor McDavid like willed the Oilers to victory. Uh-huh. Um, now the LA Kings, you know, Ozzy Kopitar, he led the team, he led the Kings in scoring this season with 74 points. Ozzy Kopitar becomes only the second player in NHL history to lead his franchise in scoring at least 15 seasons. Jesus. 
You want to take a wild guess who the, who the other player to do that is? Oh, I because he was with the same franchise the whole yes. time. Yes. Oh, wait. So it is the same same franchise. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Gretzky. So then I'm going to go with Ovechkin. No. Gordy Howe. That's uh, okay. So we were going old school. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah Should have gone old school. Yeah. Um, and also Adrian Kempe scored. He's led the team in goals. He scored 41. The first King player to score 40 goals since you want to take a stab at it. Who the last King player to score 40 goals in a season is. Okay. I've got two guesses. If it's not the first, my first guess is Jeff Carter. Nope. Then I'm going to go really old school. Luke Robitaille. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Robitaille, 93, 94. That's a while. Yeah. That's it's been a while. It's I mean, been a they, they won two Stanley cups in between that time and now. So I guess it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you sacrifice you that. You learn to live with it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, those teams that won the cup were the same way. They just, they, they used Dowdy quick to shut you down. And then they scored timely goals with, with the groups of forwards that they had. Yeah. Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter, Kopitar. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the LA Kings, <laughs> if you would so if, if I, if I, if I would have told you, Hey, back in October, that, Hey, so Thomas, um, the Kings and Oilers are going to play each other in the playoffs again in round one. And the starting goalie for the Oilers is going to be Stuart Skinner. And a starting goalie for the LA Kings is going to be Jonas Corposalo. Yeah. I, then I would have thought, <laughs> no one would have thought that the trade deadline would have been spectacular. <laughs> because that's who, that's who our starting goalies are um, in this series. Now that now the LA Kings look, they have a little bit of a different look this year than they had last year when, when, when they, when they met the, uh, when I met the Oilers, um, now you Quinn Byfield, they have Quinn Byfield playing on the wing on a top line with Kopitar and Kempe. And that's who it's going to be a problem. Yep. <laughs> Not, not, not an, that's not an enjoyable thing for anyone. Um, not, not a one thing is for the Kings, Kevin Fiala and Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Velarde, they're both out with injury. They're day to day. We'll, we'll see if they're, if they end up dressing or playing either in game one or two, um, because those, those, those are big time weapons that they're missing. Yeah. Kevin Fiala, there was a couple of, of, um, different kind of opinion pieces that, and they each had him. Oh, are you watching Boston and Philly or Boston and Florida? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay. I was going to say, this is the exact reason why Florida can't win this series, but Hathaway slashes this bucket, slashes the glove, which then sends the puck into the net. So this can't be a good goal. Sorry. I digress. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Lion just looking like, what? Like, he's like, he's got it. And then it's, Oh yeah. 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 That's not a goal. Cause, Cause when I first saw it, I, I literally thought he, it came flying out of his glove when he tried to bring his glove in. And I'm like, well, that's why you're not going to want to get, that's why Florida can't win the series is because if he's letting goals in while he's trying to get his glove back in, in his own control then he's not going to win. But that was uh, an illegal goal to say the least. Yeah. Well, um, usually when somebody knocks, knocks the glove off, knocks the glove in, it doesn't help. Correct. Correct. Um, but where I was going with that was uh, a opinion piece that said that Kevin Fiala was the best offseason acquisition of any free agent slash trade in the league this year. 
So that's that's a real idea of the size of that potential loss for the Kings. I mean, it's 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 up there. Yeah, it was it's up there with 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 that. Yeah, one no one's gonna argue that. Um, now the LA Kings is you know as good as they are, and they had a really good season. They go up against a guy who, I mean, what 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 is there left to be said about this season about Connor McDavid that hasn't been said, right? I mean, one hundred fifty three points. Correct. I mean, the the first player to win, I mean, the the NHL's version of the Triple Crown, you know, in in thirty in thirty years, longer even maybe not longer than that. Um, he led the league in goals, assists, and points. First player to do that since since Lemieux. So, yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. Well, I so to me, and, and not only that. So, obviously, McDavid's great. I mean, you're right. What else can you say? But the the big things that need to be noticed is that they did win in seven last year against the Kings. That included um, a very injured, played through it, but a very injured Leon Dreisaitl, who was playing with the basketball. And constantly, continually, they've done better getting deeper, you know, the Oilers. I mean, yes, we talked about, you know, the, the Kings add Fiala, Corpusalo, Gavrikov, but the Oilers add Matias Ekholm, uh, yeah. full season of Evander Kane, despite missing a lot of time with injuries. Nugent Hopkins it was a 100-point player now that he's out of the spotlight and isn't the number one guy to be set, uh, or isn't the number one point on the status report. He continues to get better and better. The Oilers have also made themselves a better hockey team, and and is and so even though the, the the Kings have as well, you know when when these two teams met last year, McDavid will as you said willed them along with very little help. Actually, Drysdale was still very good, but only on one wheel. Now yeah. he's back, and you got Ekholm in, and it looks like maybe possibly scarily for the rest of the NHL that they solidify their goaltending situation with Stuart Skinner. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And just kind of, just kind of piggybacking off your point. This is this Oilers team is much better than the team that they trotted out last year. Yeah. And that's not just because the end dry is healthy, but be, you know, because of the, the addition of that home, that, that blue line is a lot better now. Um, you know, the, you know, he 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 and Bouchard, you have they have Echo and Bouchard that have been playing together and they they've been looking really good. And McDavid and Drysidel, they're split up. You know, they're they're not playing on the same line together. And they yeah. got you got McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman, you got Drysidel with Kane and Yamamoto. Also add to that, and they ended up, it looks like they ended up better than I thought. Um, they ended up plus 23 in goals for versus goals against. But like for a, a large portion of the season, the Kings were actually the, one of the few teams in a playoff position while being a minus team. Well, 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 that was because their goaltending was atrocious for a good well, chunk of the year until, exactly. until Phoenix Copley, Phoenix Copley came in and, and turned it around for him. Oh, Peterson, that was the other guy. Okay, yeah, Peterson was bad. Eight six eight, and then Quick had eight seven six before he left. And then Copley nine oh three and Corpusalo get the star will be nine two one. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's a um, great. Um, real quick because you just brought up the uh, the 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 
the the goal the goal differential. Come blue jackets were at minus one sixteen goal for differential this year. Yeah, it sounds like the Red Wings from three years ago. I, I'm sorry, I just I I saw that. I was like, wait, what? Like that's a lot. You but know, back, back 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 to playoff teams here. It, the I I think the King. I, I almost feel bad for the Kings because I I don't. You know how I, I think we I said it was Jersey that I've said, you know, if they were playing anybody else other, over than the Rangers, I think I'd probably end up picking Jersey. Yeah. There, there's a lot to like about this Kings team where if they were playing anybody else but this Oiler team, I think I might go with the Kings now that they've got the goaltender straightened out. They've got good defense. They've got some depth scoring, but I don't think they have enough scoring. No. And, and I think that, I mean, Kopitar, ageless wonder, 35 years old, but can he, you know, I, I feel at some point you got to have a youngster help lead you offensively. And, 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 and considering McDavid and Drysaddle are hundred point guys, it's just, it's tough to see them being outscored four times in a seven game series. So I'm, I'm going to give the edge to the Oilers and we'll, we'll call it. I, I think six, I think they've done enough with their roster to be a game better. So we'll say the Oilers and six. All right. Um, I'm right there with your Oilers and six. We agreed right a lot. Yeah. We'll, we'll both feel wrong a lot. If, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll both be licking our wounds together if the, the playoffs don't go the way that we called it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so I, I, have, I have it here. I have all of our picks saved here. So perfect. We, we can, can, we can revisit them in two weeks. And see and see how smart we are. Yeah, that'll be fun. Always fun to see how smart you are. Don't do we do don't we end up going through and picking do we pick conference finals and champions too? Uh, no, we don't have to do that this this time. We can just okay. stick, we'll stick with one round. We'll go one round at a time. Oh yeah, it's it's we do that early. That's that we do that. Yeah, that's the beginning of the year, like we're, when we're just completely wrong. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you remember who we had in the beginning? Well, I had Toronto and Calgary, so I'm already half wrong. Okay, do you have who I had? Uh, no, I don't. Like, I wrote so I wrote it down instead of typing it up, and I and I'm pretty sure I threw that piece of paper out or something. All I can tell you is, what, based on my past behavior, I would expected that I probably would have taken the abs. I, that sounds right. And I might have even it's it's not impossible that I took the lightning too. <laughs> I, I, I have a thing with champions and and, yeah. and I'll tell you, I, I mean I can I, I I'm gonna go back and listen. I, I don't think that, that either team did anything, you know, when the season began, neither team did anything did enough to take a step back to make me think that they weren't gonna be right back. Yeah, because I'm I think I had Leafs and Rangers and Calgary and Dallas. In the conference, as my conference finals, I I don't I couldn't even guess my conference finals. But if I, I mean Colorado, I was in love with that bottom six, and we knew what Gorgiev, we knew some of what Gorgiev could do, and or that the bottom six. I'm my bottom six. I meant their six defensemen, their defensemen they could roll out in any team that's got. I'm sorry if you've got Point and Kucherov up front, and you've got Hedman at the point, and you've got. Uh, uh, big Vasilevsky playing goal, you can do things until you're not. So I, I <laughs> absolutely would have believed that that would have been my pick at the beginning of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, those are those are our first round picks right now. So um, we will be back next week. We'll we'll look over 
the first, I think by the time we come back, everyone will, will play at least three games. Perfect. Series. And we'll see where, where things are at. Maybe, maybe a series will be almost done. I don't know. I hope not. Maybe we'll, right. Give me all the hockey. Hope not. Um, yeah. And I'll, and I will be keeping Thomas, uh, helping him keep tabs on what goes on in the late games. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the, the, none of the, the first four games of the Oilers and Kings, none of them start before 10 o'clock. That's terrific. None of them start before 10 PM Eastern time. Zero. But at least the NHL is pretty much in every other day. All right. All series are pretty much every other day. Yeah. That's which is that's, I love that. Like the NBA, you're in the same city and they've got, there's like somebody played Sunday and they don't play till Wednesday. Why you're in the same yeah. city. I'll never understand that. Yeah. I don't either. So about scheduling, I guess I don't know. Whatever. The NHL does a good job with 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 their scheduling. So good to go on them every other day. Today's what Monday. So the Oilers. Maybe I can catch a Friday. That Friday ten o'clock game. That's gonna got to be my goal. There you go. All right. I love the positivity. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ooh. yeah, fr- yeah, Friday night. Yeah, Oilers and Kings. Ten ten o'clock. All right. It sounds like a fall asleep on the couch at ten forty five kind of night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that, yeah, they cause they don't even get a, a an afternoon game. They what? Yeah, they don't even get an. Uh, well, well, Sunday the action gets started at one o'clock. Hurricanes and Islanders at one, and Bruins and Panthers at three thirty. Stars and Wallace six thirty, and the Oilers and Kings at nine. There so, you go. Woo! You go on Sunday. Great. All right. I actually that would be two more periods, and I think I caught the during all of last year's first round match. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll take it. All right. With that, with that, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. And we will see you later.